This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Your skin refuses to be defined by age. That's why Agency designed Future Formula, a personalized anti-aging formula prescribed by a dermatology provider to treat fine lines, wrinkles, dark spots, and more. Agency has clinically proven ingredients like tretinoin, which is up to 20 times stronger than over-the-counter retinol. Future Formula by Agency. Get your first month free at withagency.com. That's W-I-T-H-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. $4.95 shipping and handling subject to consultation. Subscription required. Cancel anytime. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Rob Beckett. Josh Whittacombe. Josh There you go. Do you recognise an accent there, Rob? Confident Canadian. Massachusetts, USA. Oh, do you know what? This is my little trick I do of North Americans. If you're not sure, always say, are you Canadian? Because Canadians absolutely love it if they are. Because they go, yes, because oh, yeah. everyone calls Americans. And then Americans go, no, I'm not actually. Funny you should say oh. that. People do think I'm Canadian, but I'm actually American. Because Americans don't like sounding like they're American. Very shrewd. A good Very little move. So if you're not sure, always go, you're Canadian. So that is Kira, who is uh, Rob's daughter. Oh, no, sorry. That is Kira what? David. No, 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 no. Sorry. It's a strange sorry. way to ask for a child to call. <laughs> David Carroll's daughter, Kira, who lives in Massachusetts, USA. That's so exciting, isn't it? It is like, exciting if to you, have. If you do listen from an exotic place like Massachusetts, please tell us how and why. Yeah. Because it's, I don't understand who listens to this if you're not British. I mean, if you're British, you may have seen me and you on panel shows or Last Leg. And, but if you're from abroad, what, what, what got you here? Yeah. I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to know. Imagine if we're like huge in a country without realising it. Hawaii. We're going to do a live show. So far away, Hawaii, though, isn't it? I'll just take Corfu. <laughs> I really want to go abroad, Josh. Do you? I really want to travel, yeah. Where do you want to go? Fucking anywhere. <laughs> do you want to get off a plane and it'd be red hot and you go, oh, you can feel it, can't you, as you get off? I reckon, well, you never know with this vaccine. You never know. Oh, mate, in- inject it to my head. I'll take it in the forehead. If you had to go in your forehead, I'll take it. Do you know what, mate? Bill Gates has got you exactly where he bloody wants uh, he, you. Uh, Bill Gates can put me anywhere. I don't care. Um, Come and live with me, mate. Sort my computers out. Talking of Bill Gates, would you like some emails? Because we've got loads of emails. We... <laughs> Did you like that, Link? Yeah. I, I, do you know what? I really like that. Talking of Bill Gates, let's have some emails. Like, you know, it, Josh, can I have some electronic mail, please? Oh, I didn't tell you. I, in fact, talk, shut up, Bill Gates. I didn't tell you about the nativity at my play school. Oh, yes. We teased that, didn't we? Because absolute pros. It's a very quick thing. But um, 
uh, one of the kids wouldn't move, so their mum came on the stage, and then uh, was too heavy for the stage, and went through one of the went through the stage. Oh no! Now was that a she weak... wasn't a particularly heavy mum? Just to be very say, clear, it yeah. was just a bad stage. I was going to say, it's like, if that's a weak stage, fine. But if that's a strong no, no, stage, a weak big stage. woman, yeah, that is awful. It's not an anecdote I would be telling, Rob. This big old girl got on a confident woman because it was only a little stage. Nightmare. I would have checked myself before that. Very light woman, very weak stage. Yeah. Should we go back to Bill Gates? Yeah. I, I feel like you didn't give that anecdote what it deserved, Josh. People no, I waited didn't. four days for this. Well, we've got them in now. <laughs> They're in now. Well, what happened? What happened? Did she hurt herself? What did it stop the nativity? What I don't know. Because I the other thing I realized about that story is it's a story my mum has told me, but it's one of those things where you're too young to remember it yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd remember a woman falling for a stage, wouldn't you? I think when you're three, you, you, that, you find that completely unremarkable. Well, do you know what was amazing in one assembly at my school, which was still, I think, is the most exciting thing that's ever happened, right? They wheeled the telly out, as you do for a film. Yeah, you know, a VHS in front of 500 people. Insane, right? They wheeled out the telly, and then my mate had a watch, the c- oh, control telly. The classic. And he paused it, and then the teachers thought there was a poltergeist, and the, the adrenaline, it felt like I was on drugs. The, the, <laughs> I thought I could feel the blood in my arms bubbling. We are just like, what is this sorcery? What? How can they cope? There's going to be mutiny. How can they carry on teaching us? And then the science teacher come out and went, it's on his watch, come with me. And, and that was the end of it. But for a moment, oh, my oh. Lord. There was oh. always rumours at my school that there was a kid with one of those watches, but I never believed it to be true. Well, yeah, especially in Plymouth. They've only, they've only just been released in Argos down there, I think. <laughs> um, so, uh, we got lots of great emails. Do you want the first one? Oh, yes, please. Let's do Subject, it. Subject, Bluetooth. Yeah, sure. Ever since the birth of my first daughter in May 2020, your podcast has provided a source of entertainment, feelings of empathy, and downright hilarity over the first few challenging months of parenthood. Just hearing Rob's laugh Makes me want to join in. That's a very different experience to mine. (laughs) This laugh got me through a lot of lean panel show appearances in the early days. That's all I had. Oh, yeah. Theo Walcott at the World Cup. Just had the pace. That's all it was. Captain Cutaway. Um, (laughs) He's he's still on the show laughing. Yes, I am. (laughs) Laughing and cashing a check as I slowly try to work out how to structure a joke. I've got energy, all right. Yeah, sure. But I didn't realise you have to put the funniest bit of the joke at the end of the sentence until I was five years in. Anyway, sorry, go on. I have a story to share on the perils of Bluetooth around the house. As a dad who had the good fortune of being at home uh, for most of the first, <laughs> what's happening here. first 12 weeks. No, no, it's not. It's not. No. It's not. It's not. A, no, no, it's, it's not what you think it is. First 12 weeks sure. of parenthood, thanks to a global pandemic and generous teacher holidays, I've now recently embarked on the next chapter of the 21st century fatherhood, which is my main two daily deadlines, Monday to Friday. One go to work, to make it home for bath time. This means the weekend brings the chance to reacquaint myself with some other daytime activities that my good wife now mostly takes care of. One of these is the morning nap. It's my task on Sunday morning after a good few minutes of swaying and swinging. She'd happily zonked out to the count. I carefully lowered her into the cot, a crucial part of the procedure, and went downstairs. Feeling proud of myself, I thought I'd reward myself with match of the day. Anyone who knows Match today will be aware of its triumphant trumpeted theme tune with which it begins. As I hit play, I wondered why it was playing so quietly. Uh-oh. So I turned the volume up to max and the sound <laughs> became a little more prominent. 
but was now accompanied by my daughter's ear-piecingly screeching wail. I realised to my horror that the laptop had been connected to my Bluetooth speaker in her room oh, and blasted no. her with a trumpeted fanfare five minutes after she just ent- oh, entered God. sleep. Oh, oh, I'm getting itchy thinking about how angry I'd be. The sounds I'd heard had been through the baby monitor. <laughs> really hope this unfortunate event doesn't put her off football for life. Thanks for all you do on the show and my sanity. Kind regards, Aiden. Oh, thank you very much, Aid. I mean, it could, we, we all know it yeah, could have been worse. It could have been worse. It could have you been know. worse. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Right. Oh, do you want to choose from the um, titles of the emails, Rob? Oh, yeah, that was fun, wasn't it? Bit of fun. Okay. Do you want help? Can you help settle a teeth cleaning debate? Yep. Or IVF story? Let's go teeth cleaning. Because I, I have a bit of trouble with the uh, teeth cleaning of the kids. A job both of us hate. It's a, Yeah, it's never... It's not the laugh you think it would be, is it? No. Hi, Rob and Josh. I wonder if you can settle debate between my husband and I. I've always cleaned my teeth first thing when I wake up before eating breakfast. So mm. that I'm not eating the germs from overnight and have a nice clean mouth to start the day. And naturally, I want this to pass this to our children who are eight and five. However... My husband gets visibly annoyed at this. Whenever he's doing morning routine, he will make sure they clean their teeth after breakfast. Yeah. I also add that I find it easier on school morning to do teeth whilst I'm still upstairs first thing, rather than panicking and cleaning teeth as we're walking out the door. Oh, where'd she live? Eiffel Tower? How big are the stairs? (laughs) I hope you can settle the debate. I mean, of all the tall buildings... (laughs) Leaning Tower of Pisa. <laughs> and I panicked. It's an awful tower. Go with the shard, mate. The shard. Yeah, but the shard's got lifts. So I just imagine you just have to walk up the awful tower. It's probably got lifts. Yeah, it's got lifts. It's got lifts. What other tall buildings could I have done? I could have done um, Canary Wolf. Canary Wolf. I went worldwide. We've got a worldwide audience. Sorry. Uh, what's the one in Dubai? Center. That really tall one. The Burj Khalifa. Yes, that would have been better because it's a funny name, is it, Burj Khalifa? Right, let, let's record that bit again, Rob. I mean, we'll keep the old oh, bit okay. in, but just so people know what it could have sounded <laughs> yeah. like. I also add that I find it easier on a school morning to do teeth whilst we're still upstairs first thing, rather than panicking, cleaning teeth while we're walking out the door. Oh, how lazy is she? Where does she live? The Burj Khalifa? <laughs> Lovely <laughs> reference, Rob. It's Love. great. Sounds great as well, doesn't it, Burj Khalifa? Also, you put it at the end of the sentence. You're learning. Thank you. I hope you can settle this debate that has been going on for years. I hope I'm not alone in my thinking. Rob? Well, I I do agree. Sometimes you might have a bit of morning breath that you want to get rid of. Mm. But I think with the morning routine, kids are getting up and eating breakfast pretty much straight away. So I just think, let them eat and then brush their teeth after, especially if they're having like cereal. It's all just stuck in their teeth. Like, I'd much rather leave the house with fresh breath. When do you brush your teeth? So I, I brush them after I've eaten. And when do you shower? 
Because I always feel like it's a combined job. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm in the bathroom. Yeah, but yeah, so it depends. I, I, I'll shower, like I'll get up and shower first thing if I'm going out that day to like mm. work. Yeah. But normally if I'm not going to work, I don't shower. I, I get up and get into like gym clothes and I'll take the kids to school and they'll come back and sometimes do exercise, sometimes just be really comfy for a few hours <laughs> in gym clothes. <laughs> and then um, have a shower later after I've yeah. done exercise or not done exercise. So I would still brush my teeth like before I left the house after breakfast though. Yes. Or I think if you are going to do it before breakfast, you still need to do it before and after. Do you? Yeah. The double. And here's one. Are you aware of these people that do it after lunch? That's that's just, that's too much, right? That is, I, I think that's okay if you can, but you don't want to be heavy with the brush because you'll get recessed gums. And I, if I know anything about teeth, gums do not grow back. <laughs> so is that what happened? Yeah. Well, no, but just, oh, you can't, if you brush a bit too hard, because mine, it's like giving, you know, jet, it's like jet washing Stonehenge. There's a lot there to deal with. And these are so big, they've got to be clean and flossed. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, I, I, I think if you're doing it as soon as you wake up, you've also got to do it after they've eaten. Because then, you know, otherwise it's going to go to school stinking of toast or cereal. No one wants someone who smells of Frosties. Where do you, where do you stand on the debate? I, I know the... I bet you do, you do something weird, don't you? I can sense it. Already. No, no. I know the right answer is after breakfast. But if I got up and I had a shower, I would just get the teeth brushing out of the way myself now. Bang. Done. Also, to, sometimes we just keep the kids' toothbrush and toothpaste downstairs. Yes, we've got that. We've got the toothpaste the kitchen and sink. toothbrush. Upstairs and downstairs, because we live in the Burj Khalifa. <laughs> right. Do you want help? Still in the game. Gotta have a thumb to sleep. Gotta have a thumb to sleep. Yeah. Oh, let's go thumb. Okay. Uh, loving the podcast. It's absolutely my favourite one of all the ones in my playlist. Please name the ones we're better than next oh, time, Amanda. Yeah, come on. Come on. Listening to episode 54 and your chat about how to get to sleep. Nose stroking, duvet overhead, etc. Every night, without fail, I have to have a thumb to hold. Wow, that is this is this is insane. Go on, <laughs> a th- a th- no, a thumb, a thumb. I've always okay. done this right from being little. Whose thumb? Sorry, I'm standing quite aggressive. This has annoyed me. I don't find this quirky. This kind of thing where you know, like you meet someone and I go, "Yeah, it's the thing I do," and I go, and then "I'd oh, sometimes be like, well, that's ridiculous," and just rip it apart. <laughs> like, no, I'm not letting you have this weird. Don't try and dress up with some sort of mad issue for you. Yeah, that's they, quirky. They, what they've done, Rob, is they've written into the wrong show. Clearly. Oh yeah, no, I'm not messing about here. Right, he said, "Send me the." I don't know what kind of. I can't imagine what you're going to send me now. This thumb. So let me explain, and then I'll send the picture. Mm-hmm. If I don't use my own thumb. I will grab my husband's thumb. Oh, my God. And woe betide him if he tries to pull it away. So I'm going to show you her picture of her, how she has her thumb to get to sleep. He's literally under his own thumb. He's literally under her. So that's what she has to do. It's the kind of, you know, like the fist with the thumb inside. All right. Okay, look, if, you, if she's comfy with the thumb in the fist, right? Great. That's how you go to sleep. I've got no judgment. At what point would her thumb not be available? Yeah, that is what I'm wondering. But maybe she <laughs> finds his thumb preferable, which will fall back on her thumb. Um, apparently, I hang on for dear life. Oh, no. And have been known to make his thumb grow hard from gripping too hard. Rob, right. I, I she, can imagine... Has, all... Does she know what... Has she got thumb and cock mixed up? I was, I was trying to stop you before you went there. <laughs> 
You can't. What do you want from me? What, what, what are you trying to give to the people here? This lady knows what she's doing. It was that line. <laughs> I grip it too hard to make it all big and hard and then it jizzes or whatever it she had said in that email. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. You're paraphrasing. <laughs> um, that is, where does that rank in the weird sleeping? Uh I think doing it to your own farm is fine. It's just, I think it's, you know, a bit of a, you know, bit of a strange thing, but people are different, aren't they? Like you have to have your head with a duvet yeah. over. And we've we've come across a, a number of uh, of the old... Um, head coverers. Head coverers. And a lot of nose strokers. But no, but I think it's fine. But what is going to be the, the main point here is how much she grabs her husband's thumb. Yeah. Because that would be annoying in the middle of the night having your thumb pulled. I couldn't deal with that because I like to turn. Do you not like to turn? Oh, I, I I thrash about like a, a crocodile. You do, you know, mate. I'm terrible. I I don't sleep well. You know. Do you not? No. I, I sometimes I can, but I just need to, I just need to have done a lot in the day. Yeah. To to go asleep. Do you know what I mean? I have a lot of energy considering to... your job. Well, sometimes I've got too much energy because I haven't done enough. So that's that's when I can't sleep. And then if I'd have had a really good day and I loved it, I'm too excited about tomorrow and I can't sleep either. Blimey. Do you ever get too excited to sleep where you just want it to be a morning straight I, away? I, I, yeah, I get that really bad actually. If I, I, um, but I could I recommend Valerian herbal tea, which absolutely knocks you right out. Is that something from Game of Thrones, Valerian? <laughs> Valerian steel? Is it the same? I don't like watch Game of Thrones. I live in the real world, mate. Oh yeah, sorry. You live in the real world. What's that on a, on an exercise bike in your garage in cyber Costa Rica, listening to the football <laughs> like a sad granddad? If you haven't listened to Tuesday's episode, that's going to feel like Rob's going on a really surreal riff. <laughs> Calm down, Noel Fielding. That's literally something Josh did. <laughs> so this, this is called, this is superb. This is superb advice. This is called Long Car Journey Advice. Dear Rob and Josh, I'm writing to tell you of a time that my mum, dad and I, along with my three siblings, were going on holiday to Devon. Great choice. I can't remember my exact age, but I must have been about five years old. About half an hour into the journey, all four of us kids were already misbehaving. And after numerous attempts to calm us down, my dad told us if we don't stop misbehaving, he will turn the car around and we would go home. We didn't believe him. Oh, no way. We'd all been aware that my mum was up early packing the car and giving the house the pre-holiday clean. So, it's fresh when we get home. Within five minutes, we'd used our final warning. And my dad actually did turn the car around (gasps) to take us all home. Power play. I've since been told by my parents that we were not, in fact, due to go on holiday that day. And this was just a ploy to get us to shut up when we went on our five-hour trip to Devon the following weekend for the actual holiday. That's, that's, that's mental. (laughs) That is actual, that is therapy bills for years. I think it's one of the greatest things that's ever happened, Rob. Come on. Needless to say, all four kids did not make a sound for the entire journey. Much Yeah, that's because they're living in parents. fear. That's not how you live your life. That's not an, that's an example of success. Oh, yeah, we just sat there in terror the whole time in case we a holiday was cancelled again last minute. I think it's the greatest piece of parenting ever, Rob. I don't. It's, I the, think ultimate, I... it's the ultimate power play. It's the kind of thing, you know, if you were to uh, read a biography of all the things that happened in Donald Trump's childhood. <laughs> I, I mean, I, part of me wish I had the balls to do it, but I just, I just don't see what any good can come of that. There's other ways to prove that you talk the talk and walk the walk than doing that, isn't there? Well, the other thing is you're playing a very high stakes game. Yeah. Because what if the kids behave first time round? 
in Devon a A week week early. (laughs) God, this has really not worked out well for us. We have to do two weeks here now. You'd be halfway to Devon, you'd be at about Bristol, and you'd be looking for any infringements you could find. That, I can't believe that's true. That must have been a wind-up. That can't be true. Well, it, it's like that, Um, is it Orson Wells? I don't know, who used to hire someone, so on first day on set, he'd fire them to make oh. everyone else be on their toes. How much respect do you need at work? <laughs> Ever, I've got to fire someone so I get more respect around it. <laughs> what, what is? How do you want to be treated? But the, to be fair, I've never directed a Hollywood film. That is amazing. If you've got any more high state... Hollywood film, no, I can't. I just... It's so stressful. Yeah. <laughs> imagine going in. I'm quite happy reading out emails and complaining about my life. Imagine how many people. Imagine right because everyone's oh, imagine being a Hollywood director. Imagine how many questions people would ask you in a day. <laughs> Just going in. Is that all right there? Is that all right? What's my line? How do you want me to say that? Is that lighting okay? Right, hurry up. We've got the edit coming up. There's someone coming down from the studio. Oh, my God. Just film them. Just film and do something, and we'll do it in CGI. Um, I would be more interested in watching a Hollywood film. Well, less interested in watching a Hollywood film than I would a documentary about you trying to make a Hollywood film, followed by the screening oh. of the Hollywood film, <laughs> which I imagine wouldn't have had as much love and care in the editors with other people who spent two years in there. Just bash it out. Can't we just stick with Andy Circus? Do we need to put the Gollum thing on top of him? Yeah, he looks weird enough on his own. How weird do you want the boat to look? I think Gollum is well weird. I'll give you that. But Circus is weird enough. It's taking four hours to put the prosthetics on. He's a funny little fellow and he's doing his crouching. Why bother? You don't need bigger ears. Right, Rob. I'm going to give you three more titles. Come on. IVF story. Name double whammy or 10 kids in eight years, 11 months. I'll tell you the last one very much does what it says on the tin. Yeah, I I think I've got, that's the Ron seal of inboxing. Um, But uh, I I want a bit of IVF. I think it's good. Let's let's talk about IVF. I think you've chosen my favourite. Yeah, I felt that because you peddled it twice now. You smothered me with options, to be honest. I did smother you. I smothered you. You're a poor kid trying to think. Do you know what? I'm more than happy to let you do some independent podcasting for 20 minutes. I've been a huge fan of the podcast since day one, from the days of Paw Patrol adverts to Rob ruining golf for everyone. <laughs> I love how people tell, say that to me when I like, I'm in the street. They go, stop telling everyone about the golf secret. <laughs> After listening to your IVF correspondence emails, I thought it was only fair to share my own IVF lockdown parenting How My wife and I are already lucky enough to have a son through this wonderful process, but we're currently going through our third round of IVF. Since COVID, the men can't go into the building to provide a sample. Therefore... Oh, no, not wanking in the car park, are they? You're left with two options. One... Oh, God. <laughs> you have an hour and 30 minutes to get the goods to the clinic. Or two... Rely on the usually empty car parks and Wi-Fi and the tinted windows for a fresher oh, no, no, and hopefully no, 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 more no, no. productive sample. No, 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 no. No, that is the the, the car isn't an option. That what they say is just make sure you could be here in an hour and a half. There's you must live an hour and a half from the No, wanking in your car with tinted windows cannot be an option the NHS give you. The rule is bring the sample within 90 minutes. If you want to wank in a car park, that's on you. Well, it Do could not. be on you. <laughs> Those tinted windows, there's not enough light on it here. I don't know where it's gone. <laughs> uh, that's not, that's can't. I mean, also as well, you need to be, st- I imagine I've never tried to collect a sample of semen. 
right? Yeah. But I'd imagine the way I'd do it would be in the toilet of my house, I would be stood up, right? And I'd be trying to do it in the cup. Yeah. yeah? At that angle, right? Because that's it. You, you've I can't you're see aiming, you, Rob. You're aiming it down, right? right? You're aiming it. You're when you're, up, when you're demonstrating so, and you say at that angle. Right, I say, imagine, right? I'm stood up, right? What time right, What time on a clock face? Right, okay. I'm, I'm, um, my, my head's at 12. Which head? And my, my head. Right. My brain head. My brain. <laughs> my, my, my one with the ears on. That's at 12. <laughs> my knees. I'm stood up, right? I'm at, my head's at 12. No, I'm at 12. Are you basically vertical? So are you 12 o'clock, 6 o'clock as a person? I'm doing it now, right? Okay. I'm, I'm stood, right? Legs are straight down at six. Yep. Knees are aiming at about four. Oh, you've, right? got, you've got a bend in the knee? I've got a bend in the knee. My back and head like going over a bit like a squirrel. So my head's now aimed at one o'clock. Right. right. There's a lot of core strength at play here. So uh, so penis is, you know, when, <laughs> when firm, 3 p.m. Right? <laughs> but when I finish, it all shifts down an hour. Penis at five into the cup, right? Yeah. You cannot get those angles in a car. You can't do it unless you're in like a people carrier or like some sort of like, you know, yeah. VW camper. <laughs> you cannot get those angles. <laughs> we know which we're going to submit to the podcast awards, don't we? I'll fuck the award. Why do you care about awards, Josh? It was a joke. No, you do care. You want to win this. You, we heard you being salty about the awards because of bloody the fight disciples. Right, sorry. Anyway, I'm only yeah, two so- paragraphs in. We made the decision. I'll, I'll read again. Yeah. <laughs> Option one, you have an hour and 30 minutes to get the goods to the clinic. That's enough. Where does he live? Up the Burj Khalifa? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to get a catchphrase. A two, rely on the usually <laughs> empty. Second, where do you live? Oh, Burj Khalifa. <laughs> rely on a usually... And then we could, do an, we could do a live episode from the top of the Burj Khalifa. Oh, that'd be great. That is genuinely a possibility. You'd have been arrested for a lot of today's content. Rely on the usually empty car parks and Wi-Fi and tinted windows for a fresher and hopefully more productive sample. We made the decision to go for the latter, to give ourselves every opportunity to succeed. But obviously, that decision, you're not lying, comes with its own added complications and increased pressure. Also as well, I always think, like, with with hospitals and doctors, you're on your game, right? I we need to get this sample there as quick as possible. But you know, you've done all this, and you just give it to them. Just going to sit on the side for ten minutes while they try and find the person needs to put it somewhere. Well, exactly. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, sorry. So they've gone. They've gone for the second option, the bank in the car park. Yeah. Which which seat would you sit in? Right, I'd sit in passenger seat with it pushed all the way back. Or you sit in what? So you're nine o'clock, three o'clock. Yeah, I mean, with your exactly penis at twelve o'clock. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to readjust. Or bear with me. You know, like the back seats push down, lay down, legs in the boot, yeah. body on the back seats. Like how you'd have your car set up for a boot set. I'd like, I could potentially lay down and do it. But that, that do you know what I might do, Rob, for full privacy? Just in in the boot like a hostage. Duvet over your head. <laughs> right. It was either a wank in the car park of one of the most prestigious fertility clinics of the world or no second baby and a very disappointed wife. Yeah. As we drove up. Also, as well, women change, right? If I said today I'm going to wank in a car park, like, you're a sicko. But when he gets to stuff like this, he's like, you stop wanking now. I want this baby. Just stop wanking. Get behind the bin. I'll just put a towel around. Just wank, wank in that pot now. Women change when it comes to fertility, man. As we drove up the never ending driveway to the clinic, I glanced over to the usually derelict car park to find it was almost full. 
Oh no. As we pulled into the car park, I noticed the cars weren't empty. Oh no. Most of them had male passengers who were waiting for their partners to have their eggs harvested. It's safe to say I was feeling the pressure. She said, just go and do it in the back of the car. We've got tinted windows. No one will be able to see. Oh, yes, they will. As I nervously and begrudgingly began the process, I scanned the area for eyes. To my horror, spotted two dog walkers standing 10 metres away who proceeded to stop and have a chat. With my wife in the front cheering me on with words of encouragement such as, you can do it, it's okay, it's okay. No, that wouldn't help. That's not a positive. No, that would not help. You'd have to have some sort of pornography, I think. Well, dog walkers left me in a car park full of bored men and it wasn't going well. I opted for pornography. Thank you. Good lad. Rob, is this from you? You seem to... (laughs) No, I'm just saying if I was going to have a wank in a car, I could not do it just with the memory bank. Especially with my wife in a side seat going, come on, you can do it like it's a fucking sports day. I opted for porn to try and resurrect the situation, but there was no signal and time was running out. If it wasn't for five days of abstinence, I would have been in trouble. But luckily, the deed was achieved in the end. Oh my God, there's been loads of it as well. Sorry, this is disgusting. On my walk back from dropping the sample to the clinic, I could almost feel the eyes of every man in all the cars judging me with every step. As I got closer and closer to the car, my worst fears became reality. It seemed the tinted windows weren't tinted at all. I could clearly see directly into the back of our car just as the dog walkers and full car park would have been able to see five minutes before. Oh, no. But oh. It all seems to be worth it at the moment, so fingers crossed. From Anonymous, uh, so if I did say his name beforehand, we might need to beep that out. I do apologise. If you do want to be anonymous, put it at the start, because I always make that mistake. Yes, exactly. yeah, quite rightly. How do you know? You can't, you're not Yuri Geller. You're not going to predict it, are you? No. Although, I could have had a guess from the story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he's had a wank in a car. but probably don't want his name read out, but... You just have to own that. I think I'd just, I'd wind the window down and go, oh, having a good look, are you dog walkers? Well, I don't know if you know, but me and my wife are, you know, find it difficult to conceive. So we're going through this process at a high expense, but we both love our children and we want more, okay? So you're happy now. Why don't you take your dogs and fuck off as you're wanking? Yeah. That's what you do when you're wanking every time, even if there isn't any dog walkers. That's what gets me, that's what, that's what I get Lou to shout at me (laughs) to help. Uh, have you got any Instagrams, Rob? Yes, we've got some Instagrams. Um, here we go. Hi, Rob and Josh. Dave here from Sydney, Australia. Um, I've got a question for Rob regarding my son's eating habits or lack of. Harrison has just turned three and we could count the foods he eats on one hand and have tried everything with little to no improvement. We are having to syringe blended chicken into fruit packets so he can get some meat in his diet. Mental, I know that is so wow. insane. Yeah, he has a look of someone who's been offered a lump of shit every time he puts something new on his plate or try and make dinner time fun. Well, I'd pop the syringe away if I were you, first and foremost. <laughs> he just won't even attempt to pick up the smell or even look at new foods. Any tips we very much appreciate. I don't want him slurping chicken, <laughs> chicken and fruit packets when he's 18. Some Dave Stedman. I haven't got any real tips because we were, we were okay on the old. We never got the packets away. Those those Ella pouches went down like a, they were. She was not buying that from day one. Oh, she didn't like them. Didn't like them, but she's fine with food. I mean, she's as fussy as a child is, but not in the, in a way where we're panicking. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't think you should. I personally don't think you should worry too much. Like 
I, so the two-year-old eats anything and loads of stuff. But I, I, my, me and my family love food and eat loads of food. We'll eat, I'll eat anything and try any kind of food. Where Lou and her family are a little bit more um, fussy and don't like Lou won't eat seafood and stuff like that. And just they're all a bit like that with different foods. People are different, but we notice it. Both our kids, a two-year-old, will eat anything really. The five-year-old. She is really picky, but since she started school and she sees other kids eating stuff because she has school lunches, she's eating loads of different stuff she never would eat. So we were worried, but once she got to school, so I think when they're three, I won't worry too much, but yeah. just hopefully when they get to school age and they go to school with other kids, they start seeing their friends. Definitely. She's even come home and gone, oh, so-and-so has that in lunch. Can I have a dip? Can I have that in my lunchbox? And can I have that in my snack box and things? So I think don't, I just say, you know, how how much does he need chicken in his diet? I don't think syringe in fruit much. I'm doing all right. Look at me. You don't have chicken. Look at you. Six you look five. Right. Six. Absolutely. So, did you smoke as a, as a teenager? <laughs> I didn't smoke as a teenager. No. Imagine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would worry, Dave. Just chill out on the chicken syringe. Just give him fruit. Fruit and veggies, good, isn't it? You don't need. You can get protein from other stuff, can't you? Exactly. Any more from the Instagram? Um, here we go. So from chicken syringe to cow tongue here, Josh. It's oh, quite meat heavy. Classic. It's the last one before we, we wrap up for the weekend. Hey, guys, just listening to your episode about cow tongues and knew I had to write in. My 93-year-old German grandmother, Donetta, would always buy a whole cow from the butchers once a year. Oh, my god. A word. whole cow. That includes literally everything, including the tongue. She used to serve tongue to my family when we would come and visit, and it was delicious. I know it sounds weird, but in a cherry sauce with bay leaves and <laughs> in a cherry sauce with bay leaves and cloves, you would have no clue you're eating tongue. No, you wouldn't, because it'd go, I don't care what this meat is, this cherry and bay leaves and cloves taste like <laughs> shit. It's it's all got a bit of I'm a celeb, hasn't it? Oh my god! I mean, thanks for calling in, Amanda. But I mean, I shouldn't judge it. We should—I'll—I'll I'll, I'll give it a go. If anyone wants to send me a cow's tongue with cherry sauce, bay leaves, and cloves, I'm your man. What is cloves? Cloves are like you'd like stick them in the onion and put them in white sauce and stuff, wouldn't you? I don't know what they're like—a kind of—they're <laughs> a thing you have in your spice drawer. Have I told you about the pickled onion? No. Oh, Lou bought home some pickled onions. Her dad makes pickled onions every year, right? I had one. And then I had the shits for three days. Turned out they hadn't been pickled. He'd put them in the vinegar that day. Oh, my God. I ate a whole onion and it turned my insides into a roller coaster. <laughs> Real emotions. It turns out I'm not very good with fructans. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Well, I do. Know. Have a whole onion raw and you'll find out what fructans <laughs> are, baby. <laughs> you were just eating it raw, right? Well, yeah. I had it with like a bit of cheese and ham and all that. I went, oh, it's a bit lively, this pickled onion. <laughs> and it's kind of like mayo and like, vinegar on it. And a bit punchy, like, oh, isn't it? A bit punchy, a bit fructony. But it turns out fructans are high in onions, especially raw. And um, if your belly's not good with fructans, so my belly can't deal with wheat very well sometimes, it sends you a bit doolally. And I basically had a terrible time. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was my onion story. Oh. Um, Josh, I think we should leave it there. Yeah, do you, wanna, do you, do you remember the couple of weeks we ended with a kind of uh, nice thank you email for what the uh, podcast does for people. Oh, let's do that to finish. It's been a fairly positive week in the world of politics and COVID. Hey, Rob and Josh, this is a, you know, this is a life affirming email. I just want to start off the email with a huge thank you on behalf of every parent listening to your podcast. You kept us entertained, sane, and most of all, made us realise we're just normal people trying not to fuck up at the hardest job in the world. She's put parenting. Secondly, I need to personally thank the pair of you for keeping me calm over the past four weeks. 
Today was my dad's funeral. He passed away four weeks ago and I've been travelling backwards and forwards from Bracknell. Open brackets. Yes, Rob. The home of the famous coral reef. Close brackets. Clyde. What a place. To his home in Bedford. Me and the M25 have become best buddies. The majority of the trips have been on my Todd as my husband is at home with our small humans and those four-hour trips alone aren't fun when your mind is racing. Thank you both. They've been all made a little less snot crying behind the wheel and more chuckling away to your tails. You've distracted me from my own thoughts and will continue to do so. Not to be a Debbie Downer, but I thought I'd like to say thank you. Cheers, Jem. Oh, that's very kind. That's lovely to know because let's be honest, Josh, we don't have the answers, but we can distract you from trying to answer the answers and find out. The- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, we don't know what to do, but we'll make you stop thinking about it for a bit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, thank you for your email, Gem. I hope you're doing okay. I hope this episode has distracted all of you from whatever shit is going on in your lives. Yeah. If you want to get... really in- put my pickled onion story into perspective, actually. I feel <laughs> I regret saying that before that lovely email. If you anyway. want to get in touch, this is how. Email us hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk or tweet us at lockdownparents or Instagram lockdown underscore parenting. And you can also send us stuff P.O. Box 76748 London E99DW. We will be back next Tuesday. We will see you then. Goodbye, Rob. Bye.